It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour is part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they are wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour. A cocktail fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar, today we are at the fabulous Wayfair Uptown on Ferret Street, which you can almost get to from all the road construction on either side. It's <laughs> unbelievable what's going on around here. I have an amazing array of people sitting around the table here at Wayfair, but first of all, let me tell you something about Wayfair. It's a restaurant and it's a bar that serves handcrafted food and spirits where Chef Kevin White puts fine dining into a sandwich. And he really does, doesn't he, Andrew? Yes, that's right. That's absolutely true. Thank you very much. And the bartenders put fine booze into a glass. There's a three-hour happy hour here every day from 4 to 7. Come and check it out. It's Wayfair on Fruit Street. And we're drinking some an amazing array of drinks with peeps in them who have been brought to us by our friend Judy Bolton, who's on the show today. Judy, thanks for joining us. <laughs> you bet. Thanks, thanks for the peeps. Yeah, what's yeah. up with the peeps? So you, I've never seen this before. You put peeps in alcohol. Yeah, probably wouldn't be very good in the beer there well, or maybe the wine but in some alcohol you could do that is it good what, mirrors? yeah what are you drinking i don't know let's try let's try it mm-hmm. i've never heard of that does it make the peeps taste better or the booze taste worse mm. Mm, nice hey you're I gonna have to bring it, that to tales depends. of a cocktail this year yeah it depends on the drink that's but the it voice, is easter yeah that's the voice of morgan molthrop who's joining us as well andrew duhan is back from roaming around the country where were you last time Somewhere or other. Just like Gulf Coast stuff, you know. Just hanging out in the Gulf Just Coast. Hanging, yeah. Mississippi. And our friends from Hazy Ray are back on the show joining us. Ryan Patrick. All these guys have got fake names. I'm just going to go with the fake names, I suppose, right? <laughs> Ryan Patrick, Mike Hayes, and Josh Ray. Yeah, you cut the last name off. It well, every, it's fake. Yeah. Well, well, it's it is. like two-thirds of a name. Well, I can use your real name names if you... But <laughs> well, it's two-thirds. Of, well, it's still a fake name, right? I mean, it's not like uh, Dallas, London no, or... It's just not a whole name. <laughs> Judy, what, what do you think? Is it a fake name? Uh, or just it's an no, it's not a fake name. Andrew Duhon, is that a fake name? Are, are these fake names? It, it, it's cultivated by a long line of, uh, of, of you know, lies and you know, <laughs> just this. Deceit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, it's not really pronounced Duhon either. It's not. It's oh. Duyon. Duyon. So, ah. so there's that. So his is faker than mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, all you guys are leaving off your last name, almost. Yeah, pretty much. Well, Just see, here's the deal. As a band, we were in trouble a lot as kids, and that's how you know you're in trouble. You have when to. You're called by all Joshua names. Ray. Ah, really? Know, like that's that means you you messed up if the middle name's part of it. And yeah, oh, I really? spent my formidable years in trouble. So. Wow, I didn't know that. What about <laughs> P. Michael? Yeah, Patrick Michael Hayes is right. uh, what I would hear when my mother was not happy with me. <laughs> the third. Uh, the second. The second. Oh, Maybe I thought you were the third. third. Oh, I thought you were the third. It's a long story And there. happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. It's thank Mike's you, birthday thank today. You, thank you. So that's an, it's good that you came and did the show it on your perfect. birthday. It was yeah. perfect timing, yeah. yeah. And, and Ryan Patrick. Ryan Patrick. Uh, yeah, not, no. not his real name either, but anyway. Yeah, I was perfect, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have any, any trouble necessarily, but my last name is just really, really long. It's a nice last name, but I don't know why we don't use it. I would it doesn't really suit a rock and roll guitar player, you know. Well, I, I argued with him over that. I, I agree with you, Josh. I would stick with it. I would use it. We'll it, take a it's vote. It's funny. Yeah. I, I, How do you pronounce it? I, you pronounce my actual last name, Nur Mohammed. Okay. Isn't that yeah. nice, guys? Yeah. Morgan, isn't that very a nice, nice name? Yeah. It's very nice. I love it. I was on stage in LaGrange, Texas. Well, that's with, a problem uh, right there. With, with <laughs> a, a, one of those Texas country bands. And uh, and they were all having a great time. And then, then he said my last name, you know, featuring <laughs> Ryan Nur Muhammad on the guitar. And then they were like, oh, oh hmm. Well, yeah. you don't want to be called Muhammad in Lagrange, Texas. No, you, you don't. You don't. <laughs> so is your name Muhammad? Fr- is it from Muhammad? From that Muhammad, or is it just uh, from yes. where? Where are your family from originally? Uh, my my father was born in Kenya and raised in Uganda, but he's of uh, of Indian descent. I guess. Ah, okay. So. Yeah, yeah. So is it not, is it Indian or African? Is there a birth certificate there that we can find? <laughs> <on that? laughs> Unfortunately, he's not planning to run for president, so oh, I think okay. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now me, on the other hand, one day hopefully, you know. Yeah. I'll okay. Run, I'll run for president, sure. But, but you were born here, so you're allowed to run. I for was I was born here, so, so you're why in. Not? <laughs> you're in. Okay, cool. What are you guys? You guys are from Texas, you two, Mike we're, and. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Where, Ryan, where are you from originally? Um, Not I'm Texas. Though. Also from Texas. Are you from originally. Texas? So you grew up in Texas. I'm actually from South Carolina. I just want to put that out there. Oh, really? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So you moved from South Carolina to Texas. and then Excuse here. me, but what part of South Carolina? Uh, Columbia. Columbia, yeah. yeah. Gamecock. Yeah, yeah. Gamecock side by Gamecock side by Gamecocks, yeah. There you go. Okay, Morgan, what the hell is that? Oh, yeah. football, okay. Yeah, because I went to Clemson for a little while. Clemson oh, is what we call it. We've got a couple traders in the family. It's okay. <laughs> we love them too, so it's all good. <laughs> so Hazy Ray, is a, Hazy Ray is a band. That's the name of the, the collective. These boys known collectively as Hazy Ray. To a New Orleans soul pop, funk, rock, uncategorizable band, it says wow. here. Who play around town and increasingly across the United States to increasingly larger audiences. Hazy Ray's first album, Deep and Shallow, and their latest EP, Superman, are available wherever good music is streamed or stolen, or you can seal it directly off the band at hazyray.com. Yeah. And we thought we'd kick off today's show, this is Andrew's idea, which I think is a good one, with a song. Yeah. So we we'll just change it up. So what are you going to play for us? We'll play whatever you feel like, but whatever. We got, we got an EP to promote. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> I'm trying to think of one I can do at restaurant volume. Yeah. Are you serious <laughs> that you've come here unprepared completely? I'm never unprepared. How many times have you been? I thought that we kind of discovered you guys. That's what I tell everybody, even yeah, though we you didn't. Totally did. You did. <laughs> even though we didn't really. That's the first thing that we did. Yeah. Second thing that we did. New Second gig you did in New Orleans really was on our show. I mean, your peep is going to die at the end of my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you've been up, this is your third time at least on the show, right? At least. And you I didn't mean, figure out a song to do before you came here? Man, we, well, I had, it's I very had, casual. I had what I was going to play, but then we got Oh, we changed the plan. I thought you were writing one for Grant. You said you were writing one for Grant. What about an RB? study song. We could do Happy Birthday. Because he discovered you and... After all, without me, there'd be nobody, right, yeah. Morgan? No, yeah. right exactly. Let's dedicate this one to Grant. Thank I you. Mean. This one goes out to me. Hey, are you, hey, <laughs> are, you uh, are you are you in a long-term relationship with anyone but yourself? No, just with myself. Okay, well then this song is for you. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. first to love me. Oh, don't stop. Because I'm too old to be playing games with my heart. These are the words she said to me after just a couple weeks. What could my reaction be? All I can do is freeze. Grown and jump over the edge with me, she says. Singing that something that a normal person say, yeah, yeah, yeah. After just a couple weeks, woke up my reaction be All I can do is freeze. When there's always the following. I'm gonna ride, ride, ride as fast as I can. It's gonna take more than a change of red man to catch me. Cause girl, you're crazy. I'm gonna ride, ride, ride as fast as I can. Got the strange feeling that I will be damned if you catch me. Cause girl, you're crazy. Just get away from me now. This was in the show. I got to go. Just don't know how. See what was going on. I must be slipping. Maybe I'm tripping. Something I didn't know was in my system. Could have been a good thing, but now it's a bad thing. You couldn't wait to see if this was safe. On. So now I'm doing. I'm gonna run, run, run as fast as I can. It's gonna take more than a gingerbread man to catch me. It's gonna be crazy. As fast as I can Got the strange feeling And I will be damned If you catch me It's gonna be crazy Just get away from me Learn. 
I'm going to get myself into a long-term relationship now. I don't now, think the right trouble more. ever really left these boys. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Judy, what did you think? That was fantastic. Wasn't it? Yeah, and the volume was perfect. I don't even I know how to talk say, into I this thing. And you guys are like playing trombones and shit across that, the room, yeah. and it's just right level. Played a trombone without headphones on. It was still just like perfect. That was, okay, that was it too was, loud? That was no, it was no, really great. It, it was, that's what Guitars, I was too. It was right there in the mix, man. It was, you know. He's and how do you know practice. where to sing? Oh, you have been here before. Uh, no, no, I've never been here before. I would be here every day if I'd known they had 1554 on tap. <laughs> okay. Like if I'd have known that. Three-hour, happy hour. Three-hour, happy hour, exactly. And you live around the corner, don't you? She walked here because I took the car. Josh, you have to move in a little bit, though, so we can hear. Yeah, there is that. When you're not singing, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. So, well, that. So, what is that song about, really? Then, um, yeah. actually, a horrible, terrible experience. That's or something? <laughs> it's awesome. No, no, no. It's actually the first song on an EP entitled Linda. The song Linda. This is your wife, Linda, is right my behind wife, Linda you. Behind here. Me, yeah. Um, the song uh, you bought the you bought the record. I actually paid for it. Yeah, yeah. I believe you oh paid for it. God. I gave it to you. What I can't remember. Me. But uh, recently, we decided that we're gonna write. EPs, like stories of individual songs that we have, and the first one we're releasing, well, I guess this would be the second one, but the first one that's the actual story of the song is Linda, and uh, so it I decided com- I was it comes out on May first, <laughs> May first, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I love you, man. I suck at that. <laughs> Anyways, um, so l- shortly after I met her, um, she like she really she did what girls do. She got really really like. This isn't serious enough. You're not pursuing me. Blah blah blah. The same old, same old. And then she, she left, and I was like, well, you know, just she, another, just she another. You. Yeah. Well, no, she. Yeah, I guess. Because you went serious. Technically, enough. it was like a, it was like a 48-hour thing. Yeah. She she Dude. left, and then this was before she decided that she she was gonna spend the rest of her life with me, <laughs> without my knowledge. Well, I was gonna say, what's and, uh, your part in all this? Oh well, me, I just thought she was crazy. So the first song of the. The EP, EP about how I fell in love with my wife is about this crazy girl that I met. Yeah. You write a lot of gingerbread. Man. You write a lot of songs about her because oh yeah, yeah. There are a lot of really, really great love songs. But you know, if we're gonna be honest, it starts. You. you know, there's other. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, and so now, what do you what think about was? this? Oh well, crazy if you will just Morgan. hang on when we release the EP, then you'll get <laughs> yeah. to the end of it, and then you'll know what I think of her. No spoilers here. Is anybody perfectly? Are you writing any songs as well? Um, well, Mike. Mike? Actually, no, the, the no, second song. Well, they're just all about Linda. This whole band. Yeah, we all. Th- they are, but the second song is co-written by the three of us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Is it about you, Linda? Wait, so all of you had a relationship with Linda? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in you know, in some ways. I, 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 I write one. most of the music, <laughs> and they're in a band with me. So, unfortunately and involuntarily, yes, they all. Morgan, leave it there. Are you uh, <laughs> are you in a long-term relationship with anybody, Morgan? Are you kidding me? No, I wasn't. I'm being damn serious. Really, come on. No, you're not. 
I write books, you know. Right. Nobody wants to be around a writer. So you are with yourself. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> nobody wants to be around a writer. What about, um, I can't think of any writers that, to talk about. But I'm going to tell everyone about you because this is the best bio. Actually, both of our guests today, Morgan Molthrop and Judy Bolton, both have the best bios of any guest that's ever been on the show, Andrew. And I think you're going to agree with me. Uh, look at this peep. Bios. It's on our Don't equipment. Read the whole thing. <laughs> uh-huh. it's, this is Morgan's. Morgan's a New, a New Orleans native who moved to New York in 1987 and returned after the Great Recession in 2008. In his absence from New Orleans, Morgan's racked up a bunch of illustrious experiences, including, okay, listen to this, everybody, running the Wall Street business accounts for Walt Disney and Mattel. Okay, stop me if any of this is bullshit, okay? So far, um, it's true? Well, of course. Okay, all right, okay. (laughs) That's just the beginning. We never write our own bios. You know, someone else does. Working with Martha Stewart, the actual Martha Stewart from Martha Stewart. Oh, yeah, we got stories. Okay. (laughs) Teaching at NYU. Correct. Okay. So far, what do you think, guys? Uh, I just believing never it. Never mind. I'll, I'll save. Okay. I'll save, save it later. Okay. <laughs> we haven't even look at this. Okay. Mo- moving to Europe, where he was a model for Armani in Milan and Yves Saint Laurent in Paris. Nice. Wow. I was a fit model for Yves Saint Laurent, which meant that I was the perfect fit for everything that they designed for men. So I would walk in there. And they would just basically say, no, you cannot wear these jeans. And they would just basically put, they'd have racks of clothes and they'd say, go in the next room. And there all their buyers would be. So, so you're the Eve St. Laurent fit model. So that everything paid the they bills. Ma- no kidding. Wow, Did you get to keep cool. all the clothes as well? I kept some of them secretly. <laughs> you stole stuff from Eve St. Laurent. No, I would so. never steal anything. Taking something happen. secretly from an employer, I believe, is technically stealing. Well, but you know. <laughs> anyway. They don't want their underwear back. How did you walk into Eve St. Laurent in the first place and become a model after you were a, you know, an account executive on Wall Street? That's one of those deep questions. You know, I had uh, really thought that I was uh, not only uh, unintelligent, but unattractive. So um, one has unattractive. to compensate in life, you know? <laughs> did you grow up thinking you were unattractive? Yeah. I had some issues growing up. You want to get into them? That's pretty funny because you're extremely handsome. Wouldn't you say, everybody? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Boys? Yes. yes. Are you about to say for his age? That's what uh, well, you know, we, this right? is, you know, this is audio. No one knows we what you look like. We all are ages. I have yeah. a face for radio now. You're a handsome guy. You must have known that. You grew up here in New Orleans, right? I did grow up. I went to the Isidore Newman School. So you must have been a good-looking kid, surely. Well, you know, I didn't know it at the time. I was an ugly duckling. I grew into who I was. And I really? think that happens a lot when people are... I'm still waiting. Well, you know. <laughs> How long did it take? It took a long time, you know. <laughs> it took a long time because there was post-traumatic stress syndrome. There's all sorts of things that happen to people in their younger life that can influence Most their people don't have post-traumatic stress syndrome in their young life. Well... You'd be surprised at how many actually do. Yeah. Um, depression what is I? a terrible, Judy? terrible condition. Is that right? Sure, yeah. Gr- really? Yeah, there's studies about it. Kids it's a lot of suicides. Abused and, and I think yeah. it's important to talk about and actually. And not to mention Katrina. If we were no, here, but you were a lot younger than... PTSD. Yeah, that's true. But Katrina was a terrible disaster. It was like being in a war or something. Well, but you, you grew up long before Hurricane Katrina, whole life right? could be. <laughs> Morgan? Yes. Uh, so what gave you PTSD in Uptown New Orleans? <laughs> Being in Uptown and from Uptown New Orleans, uh, perhaps going to Newman at a certain point. That will do Although it it's a you. great school. Believe me, the greatest education you could imagine. But it was a very difficult social school. My parents had to kill themselves, basically, to, to put me through a very good school. And socially, it's a very difficult place, New Orleans, because you have three tiers here. One of them is the legacy people who are, quote-unquote, born into the monarchy of Rex and Comus and that type of thing. One of them uh, are the wealthy people who... Uh, are, the other people that went to Newman were the people like us who were smart, but, you know, their parents were killing themselves to go through, uh, go through it. And the others were um, the Jewish people who were also iced out of carnival organizations, etc. You didn't know this about Newman. So this is, who you, this is who you grew up with? Oh, I grew up with all of them, and I, you know, I love them. So there's all, the politically you know. connected through Mardi Gras cruise. Yes. There's the super wealthy and the Jews. Uh, well, that's no, your that's three. It? And the, the middle class people who were <laughs> I don't killing themselves. Any of those. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't go to Newman though. Where yeah, but he said go? New Orleans. He said there's no, said three no, people. No, this in is New a Newman. This is his, this is what gave him post-traumatic stress. Or Where'd you go? Uh, just a little bit of. Where'd you go, Andy? I went to Rummel High School. Uh-huh. A Rummel? You're a nice Catholic boy. I I was. Yeah, no longer. <laughs> he was nice Something and Catholic happened. and a boy. Yeah. They're all gone now. Yeah, yeah, they're all, they're all gone. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would still say you're nice. That's not true. Thanks, dude. And you've given up Catholicism. 
Yeah. And you left boyhood behind a long time ago. Yep. Okay. But you didn't grow up with the Jews, the super wealthy and the politically connected. I think Rummel's three casts would be the kids who want to win a state championship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The kids who want to screw the homecoming queen. Oh, those no, are those whole, are the same that's a whole kids. Class. I was about to say, <laughs> I gotta start over. I gotta start <laughs> over. Like cover the same group of people. Um, <laughs> no, that's everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so okay, so but it's interesting you said caste because New Orleans is the only American city that has more of a caste system than a than a basically like oh people are wealthy you know middle class upper class lower class we have a caste system where people are born into certain families we have mm-hmm. differences in. And it all comes from colonial New Orleans. So hmm. for a hundred years, we were quite a different city before the Americans arrived here and decided that white should be whites and black should be blacks. What was it like before that? Oh, it was quite interesting and quite fluid. Uh, New Orleans from its very beginning was a Creole town, which was a Caribbean town. We faced towards the Caribbean. We were much more like uh, um, Havana and other you know, Spanish cities. And, and uh, we were like... Our sister was Haiti, modern-day Saint-Domingue. So you can only imagine the enslaved Africans that were here uh, created the Afrocentricity that we appreciate in jazz, the food, uh, and voodoo, which was the monotheistic religion of the uh, Africans. Uh, was that a predominant religion here, voodoo, at the beginning? Oh, of course, and people are fascinated really? by it. This is the number one thing that I, as a businessman, am asked about uh, you know, during, in my other business, uh, uh, what you know, what's what this other, all about? What other business? When you're not stealing stuff from Yves Saint Laurent? You know, um, I, I basically bring cultural uh, people who are um, stealing stuff from Yves Saint Laurent. You know, that was a joke. Let's okay, just let's just leave that. Let's leave that alone. Because yeah. I will get a call. You know, are you still that, are you still the same size? Are you still like super I'm, fit? You know what? I'm, I'm okay because I fight it like you would not believe. Oh, I hate that though. You have to go to the gym and work out like crazy, or are you Watch me? what you eat, it or what? It keeps me sane. Uh, uh, the elephant in the room here is I'm the only one with coffee here, right? So well, I've got know. yeah. Well, well, you I haven't had an afternoon coffee. That's you know. Well, that's okay though, right? I can't do it. Did you have to watch your diet? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'll leave it no, what I'm saying is I'm a recovering alcoholic and addict. So, you know, one well, has to deal with that. How long ago did you start recovering? Oh, God, about two and a half years ago. Oh, that's all, just recently. Well, oh I guess Lord. in some ways. No, I had skidded, you know, I had done some other stuff before then that, uh, you know, been to different places and gone through. Yeah. How's it walking into a bar? Well, living in New Orleans is a You know, I want to alcoholic. thank you, by the way. No one ever asks a recovering addict to come to happy hour. <laughs> and they should because we don't care. We want to be with everyone else having a good time. And people are like, oh, my God, do you go to meetings? Shouldn't you be at a meeting? I'm like, you know what? That's the stupidest question you could ever ask a recovering addict. You know, it's just dumb. Is there, is there sort of like a grace period? Because though, it's like a give? culty thing. It's like, oh, are you like, you know, going? Is there a grace period for yeah, what? Yeah, like, you know, there's, there's like some tender territory when they first decide that they're going to go cold turkey. There is a, a period there where you wouldn't want to invite well, them to You happy know hour, what? Right? I, can't, I can't ask. I can't answer for anybody else. I mean, everyone has their own way of dealing with this kind of yeah. bullshit. But, Do you um, go to meetings? You just flip it off like a switch? No, I. Uh, you know, I, I don't because I find yeah, I was listen to this. I was told because because I have certain beliefs. I was told to go to the agnostic AA oh. meeting. Is there a, right? Wait a minute. Is that the AA meeting? Triple A. Triple Listen, they work at Carson's. This is a true story. You gotta drive this kind of drink if you don't. So I'm like, fix my tire. I told my therapist I would try this. Right? No, this is a true story. Okay. So I go there. And I'm like, okay, I can deal with this. Blah, blah, blah. And the, they said, okay, we're going to take you out here, which is the end of the, you know, whatever. And there's a circle. No, 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 no. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold Go on. back a bit. Grant, yes. at the end of these meetings, they have a prayer or they have some kind of uh-huh. mantra that they say. And they ended with the Lord's Prayer. Now, I'm at the agnostic meeting. I said, never again. Well, well, how do you make sense of that? I, what kind of agnostic says of the Lord's Prayer? Right, exactly. How does the Lord's Prayer go exactly? Mike, the, do you know that? The Christians work in sneaky ways, man. Yeah. That's how they get you. That's how they get me. Yeah, I'm yeah. telling it's, you. It's, it's, we're it's, just Jewish. So in the end, we're okay. trying to, we're trying to convert Jewish? you. Doesn't no. the Lord's Prayer begin, no. Our Father who art in heaven or something? Is that the one? 
Oh, let's sing it now. Let's have a kumbaya moment. <laughs> I want to know well, how the, the I want to know how the agnostic Lord's Prayer goes. Can you yeah. believe they did that right? to me? But well, I was going to ask you that. Oh, because oh, almost oh Father, who may or may not live in heaven. <laughs> really, it's tough. But isn't AA about giving over the your self-control to a higher power? Isn't it the whole principle of it? You know, it works for some people, and it's fantastic for some people. So I'm not going to sit there. Yeah, but and if whatever, you don't believe in that, so they have an agnostic version, <laughs> apparently. They, but they, except they, they don't. There's all sorts really. of stuff out there. So what <laughs> did you do? To, what did you do to get off <laughs> the booze? I just stopped. You just How about quit. That? Do you, you <laughs> so you don't go to any meetings or anything. You just quit. I have no desire for it anymore, which it's is kind of cool. Wow, that's amazing. And <laughs> okay. I wrote books afterwards, so what can I tell you? So you I had a lot of time on my hands. Did you, <laughs> once you stop drinking, <laughs> it must really <laughs> open up the time. <laughs> I know. Do you have to replace it with some other addiction? Uh, you had, oh, oh, exercise? Gym. Clearly. Yeah. That was about, that's, <laughs> where had, that, that's where this was going. Did you lose <laughs> right. a lot of, well, you lose a lot of weight when you quit drinking. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe how oh, great you start looking. Yeah. You look fabulous, right? Yeah. People start telling you how great you look. And then they're saying, did you stop drinking? But it's New Orleans. Do they? Right. No, it's New Orleans. It's a very tricky <laughs> no, little subject like here. It is very difficult. Let's get back to that in a minute because I want to move on and introduce <laughs> you to, Ju- for to Judy on. Bolton. <laughs> well, first of all, I want to tell people that you're an author as well and you're the author of two books. Andrew, three. Andrew, three, sorry. Yeah. See, I knew it. Fuck something up here. But I'm surprised I got this far. Uh, right. Art, by the way, Artist Faces, which uh, <laughs> Tina Freeman and I worked together, <laughs> it just got nominated for an Indie Forward Award. It's an amazing award. And uh, it it? is a book of 21 artist faces here in New Orleans, and I did the writing for it in the interviews, and it's it's really taking off nationally. And there's a show at the Ogden Museum that uh, reflects that show. It's photographs and objects of art from some of the greatest artists in New Orleans, and we we have them there. So go see that show. Okay. And it's called Artist Spaces, and your other two books are called Andrew Jackson's Playbook, 15 Strategies for Success. You know, because anyone who has a tragedy in their life uh, becomes a life coach afterwards. Right. I've got that book right in front of me. What's the third one, then? The third book that I wrote is Love New Orleans, which I went around. Love New Orleans? Yeah, I went around and took a picture of all those love signs that you see everywhere in New Orleans. Who's doing those? Well, it's kind of a secret because it's... Well, who is it, though? Well... (laughs) But someone's doing those, and someone's doing the ones too that says think that you might be wrong. And they and think that, you might be because that is the best graffiti I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, it's isn't good. It? Think that you might be wrong is the key to everything, isn't it? If everyone would just accept that, right, Morgan? Thank you very much. I'm going to tell you a bit but about. Love no, believe me. Listen, love is good too. Anyway, I've so been wrong a lot. That's it. We all have. So here's the best uh, bio I've ever read in my life. Uh-oh. About now, move. wait a minute. This is for you, Judy. <laughs> this is about, this is, this is the best. Graham told me to send a short bio, and, but I didn't know what part of my life she wanted to reference. So. Well, I think this Don't is, this is talking about people who moved to New Orleans. People always ask, you know, what kind of person moved to New Orleans, and why did you move to New Orleans, and blah, blah, blah. This is the best description I, I've ever heard. It starts off, I was born in Anchorage, Alaska. Grew up in Ridgefield, Washington, which is a small historic port town in southwest Washington state. Attended Evergreen State College, with, got a BA in Theory and Practice of Traditional Medicines with a pre-med background, and in the middle of that got a massage degree. I moved to New Orleans and started a nightclub. Okay, doesn't that say it all? <laughs> Do you there's massage someone, people at the nightclub? someone who's on the road to becoming no. a doctor or a massage therapist. I moved to New Orleans and started a nightclub. Doesn't that say I already it? was a massage therapist. You were. And the nightclub was called Pussycat Cabins. Yes. Which is an iconic New Orleans talk about artist spaces yep. with Miss Pussycat. Burlesque. And Quintron moved in. Mm-hmm. And then Quintron, then you became a backup dancer for Miss Pussycat well, and Quintron. we were friends. We've always backup danced around. Yeah. <laughs> and in 2002, you launched Bacchanal. Yes, with Chris. With Chris Rudd. I'm eating a peep right now. Yeah, you're eating the peeps. Graham, you're finally here. Hi, Graham. (laughs) This is our producer, Graham (laughs) DuPont. So it says you started started Bacchanal in 2002 with Chris Rudge. Yes, I did. And then um, you left that in 2007 to concentrate on body work and massage. And today you principally practice craniosacral therapy. Yes. Which is based on the osteopathic belief. Surprising that I know this, right? (laughs) Uh, That if brought into alignment, the body can heal itself. And if you, it's fantastic. If you had enough of the show, you can go to craniosacral New Orleans and look it up for yourself.com. Like yep. So, what's an interesting checkered life you've had up to this minute? Sure is, huh? You started yeah. off going to be a <laughs> doctor be. or something traditional or a traditional healer. I never wanted to be. You moved to New Orleans and opened a nightclub. 
Yeah. Then you opened another bar and nightclub, <laughs> and then you went back to being a healer again. <laughs> well, and that's been throughout the whole the whole time I've been doing that work. So and training and working on people with that. But the you know, you go to school and you know what you're doing, you're focused on your passion, and then you're like, you know, I've been in school a long time, I want to take a break for a little while. <laughs> so I continued still doing what I wanted, thinking, you know, ah, a couple years in New Orleans and do something different, and then I'll go on and get a doctorate in something, not not an allopathic, but like a naturopathic. I uh, interned with the president of the Naturopathic Association of Washington State when I was in college, and led part of our Prima Med program in Evergreen State College. But uh, coming here, I thought, you know, let's have a little fun, take a break. I love New Orleans. I thought, well, you know, I should check it out before I move there because I've never been there before. And I loved it just as much or more than, than I thought I would. So you didn't get a job as a waitress or a bartender. You opened a nightclub that's what interests well, me well no the nightclub was our fun side project we all had jobs as well from sewing to cleaning bathrooms to i actually did massage and i should have put in the bio at the three biggest strip clubs downtown in new orleans oh, well now we're getting somewhere yeah i got it <laughs> there's a, a, there's a lot a of backstories <laughs> oh <here>. bourbon street <laughs> you were yeah. a massage therapist in a bourbon street in so three you weren't allowed to use your hands Wow. I worked only on the dancers in their dressing room, huh. and I had three tables, and I had a pager. Remember those days? Yeah. No, you guys don't. Anyway, we had a, had like a pager. A yeah, so you could page me from the carousel bar at the Monteleone, okay, where Eddie's serving me a drink for my break in between, and I could be paged. Now, I would have been an incredibly profitable drug dealer, but I didn't <laughs> deal drugs. Mm. I Why do you say that? You're not suggesting that these girls who are stripping are taking drugs I'm only suggesting that having a pager and moving between nightclubs of giant proportions in the district of Bourbon Street in New Orleans would be Judy the elephants in the room already so (laughs) you know we might as well just talk about drug addiction as well all right I think it's the pager aspect (laughs) but I I'm surprised that the employers of these massage I mean massage the employers of these strippers treat them well enough that they hire a massage oh no they don't no, but what they did do well enough was they negotiated with me early on and said, we will not pay you. And I said, great, I will not pay you either. So Wait up. I just you're made mis- all the money for myself. You're not paying who? The owners of the clubs. Okay, or so, the clubs so the girls hire you? Yes. They so pay they- me in their dressing room. So I'm in a space working that I do not have to pay for with unlimited business except for the fact that they really only want you between like midnight four or five or six in the morning whenever you're about to leave. Did you find money increases in other places? Oh, I found a lot of money everywhere. (laughs) You want a good story? You want a few? Right. Watch, this is going to give me trouble, right? So I'm not going to say the name of the club but one night near the end and now... Granted, my whole take on this with my moral background coming from where I come from is that these people deserve massages just as much as anyone else. So when like the schools and the massage board and stuff were like, you know, I was kind of pointed at other people in those classes would say, wait, I know her. She's very incredibly professional. Like this person is not stepping out of her boundaries. So but. Near the end of three years, when I first moved here, I was done with Bourbon Street, done with clubs, done. I just was done with that because I wanted it to be legitimate and not a backward sliding health situation for everybody involved. And so I was about to leave and go on a big trip. And in one of the clubs, I found in the bathroom like 2000 something, $100. Hmm. And I was like, ah, another one. Because I would always be like, oh gosh, you lost our money this time. They're wasted and whatever. And they come upstairs, they're bawling. They lost their money. Who is this, the girls or the clients? The, the girls. Men? The girls. No, no, no. The girls, born. The, guy, the men well, can't come into the girls' okay. dressing room. Okay, what are the girls? I'm only in the girls' dressing room. Why are the girls bawling? Because they've just lost $2,000. Oh, they lost $2,000. I see. So I'm thinking, you know, X amount. Of, I'm just looking at the watch, you know, that she's coming any minute. Whoever. I don't know who it is. So I put the money. OK, so in the dressing room, there it has been in the past. I don't know now. I've been there in many, many years. But there was a house mom who does 
hair makeup kind of polices things it's like a low paid but good enough for them everybody person to take care of things in the dressing room where men aren't supposed to be so the house mom's asleep because there's no one up there on a couch and so I take the money and I stick it in her hand so when you know the girl comes upstairs there's the house mom asleep with her money she's asleep with the money she wakes up and is like wow look at all this money and I'm like actually yeah it belongs to someone found on the floor so I literally sit there for an hour and a half looking at the clock looking at the door looking at the house mom nothing changes and I was just like you know what if someone hasn't figured it out by now like when are they going to get around to figuring this out you had an Yves Saint Laurent moment I'm waiting I for the connection exactly. so I grabbed my <laughs> underwear and I ran no, um, <laughs> I, I took the money back out of her hand and I sat there for another hour because I was trying to like just make sure and most of all the girls had cleared out of the club by that point and I'm like okay you gotta be kidding me Nobody is coming to claim this. Nobody. And you're going on a long trip. And I was going. You're not coming back. So you took the two thousand something hundred dollars, stuck it in your pocket, and walked out the door, and never came back. I came back because I came back from the trip and cleaned up my stuff. And you always come back when there's two thousand dollars waiting. (laughs) No, 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 no. no. I mean, I've come back many times in between to you know since then in those couple years following. This is many years ago, like fifteen. Um. To, like, you know, pop in, work on the girls. if Because they, they just never would get anyone so you, else. So you've stayed in touch with these strippers all these years? Some of them, yes. Are they still working? Dancers. No, I mean, it, it depends on what? it depends on who it is. Dancers, I'm sorry. Mike. But it, yeah, it's Mike's right. birthday if he's Have a little respect. Insensitive over there. Okay. They call themselves dancers, Mike? You know that for a fact. I, we, you know yeah. what? Just call them dancers. Somebody's, just call them dancers. Okay. Somebody's daughter. Okay? <laughs> what, is the, what is the nature of going... What, isn't it a strip club? Don't we all call it that? It's well, there's still no strippers in a strip club. It's Dance. an exotic Dance. Dance club. Okay, all right. Jeez, come all on. Right. Let's go out tonight. It's my birthday. Don't, <laughs> don't blame the girls. Blame the men who are sitting there like oogling. I mean, don't but blame anyone. Blaming anyone if they're making two thousand dollars a night out of that? Oh, I'm sure she made more than that. Whoever it was, <laughs> more than two thousand dollars a night. How can you lose that much and not look for it? Well, That's my yeah. question. Um, <laughs> there are answers Ever. to that, is by the any, way. Is there any, um, you know, dishonesty going on there? A- I mean, a- you a- find a lot of cash, and you know, is there some struggle there to figure out who it oh, is? Oh, I would always find who it was. Are, is everybody honorable, honorable about no, that? Sort no, no, never. Yeah. I think so. I've how do you know? <laughs> maybe the only one, maybe the house moms too. How do you know? Because that girl shows up and is bawling. That like, one. That one who's you just know, lost all her money. With the house mom, it sounds like a sorority. I mean, well, that's just what they call her. Okay. It's probably because it's New Orleans. <laughs> it must right. be kind of like a sisterhood. I was about though. to say. Like, I mean, yeah. Josh, yeah. The, the structure may or may son. not be the same. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so I how I've many? Never been in a okay, so how many of these exotic dancers? Seeing you've been on the inside <laughs> and you've like been you privy know. to all kinds of <laughs> stuff that's going on. There. How many of these women are actually? This is a small part of my bio. In it for <laughs> some, you know, for some reason to you know earn, oh, yeah. earn a bunch of money to buy They're, a house or yeah, move or yeah, whatever. And how yeah. many of them are I just absolute drug addicts? I met people who themselves through medical school. I've right. Met people who bought houses, businesses. Right. And how many of them are just complete anything. junkies and got problems? And I how mean, many? What's, what let's percentage? Let's look at the percentage of life that we, as we know, let's look at this table. Okay. What percentage do we have? It's true. It does lend itself to <laughs> to a group. <laughs> well, we're not, like, not going to get serious. You know, you know, we started. <laughs> percentage already. Okay. I mean, we probably My, all Mike's have addictions. Drug addict. We can, you yes. know, be Whatever. honest about. Mm. But yeah, they uh, it lends itself to that to some degree. And you do. I think the biggest problem with it is that you do lose a perspective with money. Like you don't have a real value for what you do in the world. Why is that? Because you make so much money. I'm not a dancer, but I think. Is that, that what you mean? Though you make a lot of money. They. They, it, it, the amount of money they make is not based on what they're doing. It's based on the client in front of them. If the client has a bunch of money and wants to, they give them a bunch of money. If they don't have any money and don't want to, they have a bunch but don't want to. You know, like, it has no basis in reality. For most of us sitting at this table, you'd say, I'm going to charge you this much for what I do, for this amount of time, for the whatever. But we all know there's no justice in the world about how much you make. You know, people who are... Especially no, in New Orleans. 
especially in New Orleans, is that right? People True. who have no talent are super wealthy and, you know, we can all, they're famous and some people who are geniuses never make a penny. Right, but I think when you're, like, taking off all your clothes, it may change it a little bit in your own mind. That's the thing that I... Well, of course, it's kind of like modeling in a certain way to... Oh, my gosh, you say Laurent. Well, it's like anyone who's objectifying themselves to make, to make a living. Exactly. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it if you can handle it, I guess. If you can handle it. But it's, how it's a long mind, you know what. Well, how, you when you walk in, do you think, oh, I can handle it, and then how long does it exactly. go on before you realize before it degrades that you, you couldn't handle it? It's or Dorian you don't even Gray. realize it. You know, the story of Dorian Gray to a certain extent. There's narcissism involved. There's all sorts of things. Why do people do that kind of thing? First of all, sometimes because they actually need the money and they are attractive. Well, why did you do it? Or they're young. I did it. Well, I got money. to see Europe through it. You know, there's the press release version, and then there's the self-esteem version. I did it because I had very low self-esteem, and Armani said, "Oh, baby, baby, you're beautiful. I'll put you in the show." You know. This is Mr. Armani himself. It was <laughs> Senor Armani. Armani. And it was. Excellent. How did you get to meet <laughs> Senor Armani in the first place? Uh, I was in Milan uh, on the Grand Tour, <laughs> and uh, I had some photographs taken in New York when I was there, and. My friend, who was a who was a, a model agent um, in New York, basically said, "Visit them when you're there," and I did. And th- the agent said, "Oh, you know, today you have to go because you're here to see Mr. Armani." And there were hundreds of people in line, and they br- brought me straight to the very beginning of the line. It's one of those stories in life where it's like just crazy. And uh, so I I didn't know anything about it. I walked all the way up there. Three floors up in Armani's villa, and uh, this is his house. Well, you know, yes, it's his house and his office. Okay. So, so yes, it's fantastic. <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, so I get up there, and uh, you know, I can't understand it- Italian at all. But basically, they said, "Yes, we want you for the show." Well, uh, the shows were co- two weeks from there, and I worked on Wall Street, so there was no way I was going to do that. So, don't tell. Anyone like Mr. Armani, he can't what, have what he wants, right? That okay. makes you much more valuable in the eyes of a man like Mr. Armani, right? You're already a high-powered executive on Wall Street. R- well, I was a high-powered. I mean, high, anyone who works high, on Wall Street has that image of well, being high-powered. Well, you were high, highly paid. I was a vice president by 27 or something like that. It was ridiculous. You don't give somebody a vice presidency by 27. I go back to Wall Street, and I keep getting these phone calls. Baby, baby, you must come to Milan. Armani loves you. So I did it. I said I took a leave of absence, and I went. And from there, sorry, I went I'm to Paris, to and I was the listen. I was the Levi's man for Europe, which for was Europe. great. So you talk about uh, listen. This, uh, you know, uh, they asked me if I knew how to ride a motorcycle, which of course, being the gay boy from New Orleans, I'm like, you know, uh, oh yes, of course I do. You know, whatever. And so is that the gay guy, bit or the New Orleans bit that's the right? Well, you know, in New Orleans, whatever. Anyway, so. Um, this guy who has like the top classic Harley Davidson in Greece arrives We're and he's like, now. he says, um, you know, you know how to use this because it's his prize of all prizes. And I'm like, well, this, I, I said yes to get the job, basically, huh. you know, and he's terrified. Had you at this ruin. point ever ridden a motorcycle? A moped. Um, okay. And this is a giant house. So this guy in, it, oh my in God. Greece? Yeah, well, I, I learned pretty quickly in that situation, and it was a great, it was a great scenario. But you know, there was a little tension there at that moment. So you got on this giant Harley, and this is in, where is this in Greece? In Greece, in Athens. In Athens. Yeah. I was just um, talking to someone today, and strangely enough, about the worst roads in the country and the world. Now, I was maintaining that the worst roads in the world are in New Orleans. New Orleans. This guy, New Orleans. Said, yeah. this guy said Athens is worse. Is that right? Mm. Uh, it depends on what neighborhood you're in. Well, you rode a motorcycle around. Uh, we weren't in the city of Athens when we did the shoot. We went way out uh, for that. And then they had us do it on a runway, which try to turn a Harley around on a runway. Not an easy thing to do. What, what jeans are you wearing? Levi's. <laughs> Levi's. Levi's were like a designer like... brand. There. Right. You know, there was like, oh, the Levi's brand. And what do you do? You have like no shirt on or something? Or what happens? Yeah. Well, I think I had a shirt on at that point. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I was American and I had to have a white t shirt and jeans. I was about to say, okay. Yeah, okay. America, going I was that American. They've got to do the. A white t shirt and jeans on a motor on a Harley. Okay. Exactly. Okay, With listen. Boots. I don't even know what to do next, but it's time for another song, don't another you think? Another song, yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting. Hazy Ray, fellas. A, A, A. A, A, A. Oh, now come on. We ha- <coughs> that is a good subject for to get all, back to. For all to. agnostics well, in the world. 
Can you hear that, Andrew? That strange fluttering? Okay. <laughs> we can't do that. No, we can't do that because it's going to be awkward with the low volume. You know what we're going to do? It's just because I want to. Yeah, I think it's fixed now, isn't it?
right in. No, I don't. I'm calling him today. Daisy Ray, <laughs> calling in. Nice. What do you guys think of that one, Andrew? That was, cool. yeah. that was great. It fit the, you know, the vibe of the conversation. Not very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love the two guitars and the trombone. It's That's so. Beautiful. Oh well, here's an opportunity for a shameless plug. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the three of us together uh, every Wednesday we play in the den at the Howlin' Wolf. From uh, from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. That's like our our residency yeah, gig. It's our and we, gig. Yeah, <laughs> so the three of us do exactly what you just heard. Uh, every Wednesday night, nine o'clock at the Highland Wolf Den. Do people yeah. sit and listen to you, or they sometimes? Talk? Yeah, <laughs> the, the drifters that are brave enough to walk in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're drinking and talking to each other, or mm-hmm. they? Yeah, yeah. But that's a pretty spellbinding sort of a cool sound. Well, that's, that's good. For sure. I mean. What you think? Well, thank you. Oh, I love it. As, it as long great. as spellbinding is positive. Yeah. yeah. I think it's positive. <laughs> also, you can... A spell of shit. You can hear that on... Is that one of these songs that's online that's on some sort of sneak preview? Yeah, of so... Your stuff? What is uh, the deal with that? that? Okay. On there. So we've I'm got... Sure um, you have to go to shows to hear that one. <laughs> yeah, we've got... Oh, really? We've got our first album up on, uh, you know, our Reverb Nation and our, um, you know, our website and everything like that. And that's also streaming on Spotify and Pandora. Uh, in iTunes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we exclusively on our Reverb Nation page is a uh, you can download our our latest EP, I guess. Yeah, super and then uh, here and free. here in the next couple of days, uh, we are releasing that first song, Gingerbread Man. But you know the whole studio EP version right. of it. Uh, that will be a free download as well as we continue to promote the upcoming EP coming out on May first. <laughs> Well, I like to steal music off Spotify, and I found on Spotify some th- like three songs of yours, and some sort of it says special oh, yeah, pre- pre-release. You steal music? Yeah. Well, you know, I pay nine dollars a month. Yeah, we can't month, figure out so. how to get that down. <laughs> oh, really? No. What is that? That was the that was before we released the album, and we had a big show. Um, in 2012, it was in 2012. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. been there all um, that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening up for Ludacris and Hunter Hayes, and we were super stoked about the whole thing. <laughs> It was just random occurrence that was awesome. We got so yeah, we can't we can't get that. Can't remove and, stuff and, from and, and Spotify. We use, wow. that, we use that opportunity to promote for the album coming out, ah. and so we put the three songs up there. Can't take them down. Can't figure <laughs> out how to get them down. Oh, well. <laughs> Andrew, any clue? I, I never tried to take anything down, but I, I I get that there could be that could be hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like three songs off of Deep and Shallow that are exactly the same. Yeah. It's in the album. There's literally, I mean, not that worried about it in the grand scheme of things, but. It's still annoying. It's, annoying. it's a little weird <laughs> that you can't control your own stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure we can. I guess there's, a, there's, there's a hacker out there that can figure <laughs> this one out. Yeah, right. perfect. Sure. I think I know the one, actually. Okay, well, let us give us his information before you leave. I'm going to make Andrew play a song, too, before we get out yeah. of here. Yeah. 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 Good, I'm so trying to listen to myself. Andrew, give me a little bit of music here so I can get through these. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to thank uh, these people who made the show possible today, who I totally forgot to mention in the where we were supposed to. Our show today is brought to us by Petite Pet Care. If you're going out of town or you have a crazy schedule, the folks at Petite Pet Care will take care of your pet in his or her own home. 
for loving care when you're not there. Check them out at petitepetcare.com. A thanks too to Basics Swim and Gym, a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout and yoga clothes with style. The all-new Basics Swim and Gym is on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue. Also, thank you to Hangover Destroyer, the only all-natural product medically proven to prevent a hangover. Go to the Hangover Destroyer website, hdestroyer.com. Write happy hour in the coupon code to get 30% off of Hangover Destroyer and seize the dawn. And finally, thank you very much to Unlisted Nola, the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. If you know what you're looking for, you can find your perfect match before it comes on the market. It's the match.com of real estate. Check it out at unlistednola.com. And our background music today is provided by Andrew Duhon. Yeah. Nice. Beautiful. Do, do. Thank you. Yeah. You know, just something nice. simple. Something nice, yeah. Okay, what are you going to play for a real song for us? Uh, yeah. Play a tune I'm um, working on, and it seems so apropos because uh, this weekend's the Ferret Street Fest, right? Yep. Yeah. So I think this song's going to be called Street Fair. That's done. Hmm. All right. Street fair, sunny day in July. Me and my baby gonna meet there. My sweet baby and I will. Gonna meet it down at the street fair. Yeah, me and not a bottle of wine. My little baby and I were gonna meet there. So I know it's gonna be alright. See your fireworks in her eyes. Gonna meet my baby at the street fair. See your fireworks in her eyes today. We can hunger, baby, we can eat there. Watch the fireworks from a mile away Going down the street fair Sunny day in July Me and my baby gonna meet there My sweet baby and I will now Going down the street fair Sunny day in July, and me and my baby gonna meet there. My sweet baby and I, well now, my sweet baby and I, I said, well, my sweet baby, my sweet baby. Oh yeah. Yeah, nice. What do you think, Joe? Work in progress. Look at all this yeah. talent around this table. Isn't amazing. it amazing? I know. I feel small again. Do you? My you feel pathetic? All the way down. I was going to mention, have you lost weight? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, Lord. Morgan, what are you doing when you leave here? Oh, I am uh, the head of the New Orleans Athletic Club lecture series, so I'm going to set that up today. We have... Uh, uh, the head of uh, Photonola coming and speaking uh, Okay. That, so. so you moved back here in, what, how many years ago now? Oh, Lord, 2000, right when we were after Katrina, 2009. So we, the whole city was, ooh, so still. And you've had this incredible life before you got back here. Yeah, I did. Like you've so had a larger a life. weird coming back. Yeah, so what's it like? I mean, have you got used to it? It took a while, and now I'm totally in love with the city again. I mean, right. it's like a bad relationship, you know? She's a beautiful city, and you just can't leave her, but you just just can't stand yeah, but you her know sometimes. It's like a bad relationship with this, like, drug addict supermodel. She's like Amy Winehouse to me. But that's all that I want. I don't want that, like, Houston housewife where it's oh, all the same every day. I can't day. live anywhere else now. Yeah. I really can't. I mean, it's in your blood, and that's it. That's Sorry, the you guys, is anybody from Houston? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, dude, we love yeah. Houston. <laughs> we don't do Baton Rouge and we don't do Texas. My dad and my sister yeah. both live in Houston. But it's, it's Katie. You know, I don't know. What Katie yeah, it's not Houston. That's but you guys Houston. don't live in Houston. But you don't live in Houston, no. though. You moved to but New they Orleans. Did. No, but we love oh, no, Houston. Been, you love Houston? Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to. You have gigs there, I'm sure. No, Houston has good things, too. 
They have great They have good galleries. museums now. Mm-hmm. You say that as if it's like a shocking now. discovery. No, Houston, there's some yeah. really good... You just have to drive <laughs> there. describing your unattractive <laughs> well, I think, friends. I think the, the drive is terrible. The positive thing is Houston has everything. No, also, they spend their money, money on cultural things like art museums and not Mardi Gras. I'm just saying. Okay. But, but Morgan, you could live anywhere. I mean, you have lived all over the place. I you have. have personal friends with Signor Armani and so on. Well, you know... What? Why? Why? Do it was a love-hate relationship. What? There must be something about New. I mean, this New Orleans yeah, is a great no, no, place, no, 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 but no, no. there's other great places. You know, your values change at a certain point. My family is here, and at a certain point in your life, you stop the go-go and you say, you know what? Your family is more important than anything else. And the town that I'm from is the most beautiful town in the world. And uh, I love the history of this place, and I will do everything I can to make sure that it recovers in the way that it should and that the stories of this city are told in the appropriate way. And that's what you're doing with your life? That's now. what I'm doing. And how are you getting on with your family? I love them. They've been so Everybody's supportive and incredible. And now okay. I have the honor of being able to be there as they uh, continue to live here in New Orleans through their golden years. Okay. That's an honor to be that child. Do you have brothers and sisters? I do, and they live elsewhere. Where are they? My brother's an oncologist in Florida. He's the smart one. And my sister is a musician. She went to Juilliard. Uh, she, was, uh, she studied under Emmanuel Axe. And she went to the Eastman School. She's, she was a, br- uh, she's a brilliant pianist. So she's uh, a teacher uh, in uh, Texas. <laughs> McAllen. <laughs> McAllen, Texas. <laughs> no further Sorry, questions. I know, I know, I know. Whatever. So does the oncologist in Florida have a house by the beach? The oncologist in Florida is an amazing person who is my brother, and uh, he, uh, and he gives him. a tremendous amount <laughs> to charity. Him. Yeah, but does he have a place at the beach? Of course he has a place at the beach. Stay at. What part of Florida is he in? <laughs> He's, he lives in Orlando, but he has to get out to the beach. If you live in Orlando, you got to get to the beach. Where's yeah. his beach spot? Yeah, that's yeah. what we and care about around uh, here. The closest beach, whatever that is. I don't know, you know. Right. <laughs> Awesome. It's not on the <laughs> industrial canal. Let's just put it that way. Okay. All right. Well, that's nice. And so you and so the Hazy Ray has got a big time coming up. Is the summer? Are you going on EP s- release. summer tour? Yeah. Or EP yeah, release time. Release summer tour. All that. Yeah, stuff. we got it's we got some cool stuff going on in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. Our yearly jaunt around the southeast. <laughs> yeah. Um, See, okay, they're going so to Houston. So it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we We've are. Got, uh, <laughs> and they're excited I know. I knew it. there was something behind that. We have. Uh, so we're, we're, we're we are releasing this new EP, which is brand new music that we're all extremely excited about. Does really. it have a name yet? Yeah, the Linda EP, or just Linda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was Linda. Uh, Linda's still here. Linda Linda's sat here for the whole yeah, show, by the way. Linda, she has an yeah, EP. Yeah. Yeah. She's not leaving anytime soon. Believe so. me. <laughs> she said she just came to pick up the car keys, but she stuck around for the whole show. Yeah, uh, nice. So, so we got the yeah, we, we got the EP coming out in May. Have you guys got girlfriends and wives as well? No, no, not uh, just me and the drummer. Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, and then I don't know if you know this. Uh, Wednesday at the Square on May twentieth, we mm-hmm. get to hang out with Mark Broussard that night. So we're really stoked to uh, open for him. That's cool. And then May twentieth, May twentieth, two thousand fifteen. Right over in you know Lafayette Square. Um, and then we go on a 45-day tour right after that. We come back on July 3rd for a big show at the Highland Wolf, and then oh. we're going to take a couple weeks off after that. Oh, yeah, and look, right. we, we got T-shirts for the tour right here. Oh, there we go. Look, it's all such. That's great. That's amazing. Businessmen. I loved it. So Love if anyone's it. not looking at our website awesome. and they're got just listening to the show, they can find it at hazyray.com. H-A-Z-Y-R-A-Y. Yes, sir. .com. Okay, very good. And we can also go to Craniosacral New Orleans if you can, anyone can figure out how to spell I'm kinda, that. I'm kind of into to that. To find you, Judy. <laughs> I'd like to try Craniosacral, wouldn't yeah. you? Yes. It's really great. It makes your head feel like it's breathing. That's it cool. makes your head feel like it's breathing. Yeah. If it feels I, locked my head up, is there's breathing. space. I haven't taken if a breath allergies, in a long time. I can, yeah. yeah is, it, <laughs> is it relaxing? It Does it do relax? What? what? breathing no this is breathing no drugs are not legal guys well so you can sit up in a chair it just actually gives you space in your head and then you can do it it doesn't make you an airhead but it gives you more space in your head so you sit down for music you sit down in a chair and you just work on your head they're on a table you lie on a table like a massage table okay all right well, it's worth this checking This is out. getting edited, the whole thing, so right? Can I do that? I, I think it sounds... It sounds... Is that... 
Like, yeah, I, the whole, he I the do whole combinations, package. yeah, but it's not obviously going to be holding Wait, your head let's have while a demonstration. <laughs> but yeah, people do she them together. Left her third and fourth hands at home. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the seven-handed. Yeah, they're yeah. It's good. All right, thank you all so much for joining us. That's uh, the end of happy hour for <laughs> another day. You're welcome. So great. Happy birthday, Mike. Hey, thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. You guys are all going to come back. We haven't even scratched the surface of any of these stories, I'm and sure. And amazing music. Oh, yeah. yeah, and great music. Thank Thanks. you so much, Judy, everybody. It's really nice meeting you. You guys are amazing. Yeah. I'd even follow fun. you to Houston. It's fun. And this yeah. song, great. Thanks. I, c- I can't wait to see it at the street fair. In Same, yeah. yeah. I'll be here, actually. I'll be a Wayfair playing some I figured you fair. might be, so tell, <laughs> why don't you tell everybody about that? I should have. Yeah. yeah well, you are because now. Because it's a podcast. Way I'm too late. Days. And you know, who knows? Oh, well, maybe next time. <laughs> yeah, this Saturday, 1 to 4, during the Fred Street Fest, I'll be in here playing some songs. Oh. At Wayfair on Fred Street. Yep. Andrew Duhon. Thank you so much, everybody. Our show is produced by Graham DuPonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is the man who puts all the music together on our show, who discovered, of course, Hazy Ray, really. It's faithful. Our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. The fabulous audio quality of this show <laughs> from time to time is brought to you in part by PreSonus Audio Electronics. If you'd like to be on our show and you can sit around a table for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworleans.com where you can also check out many other editions of Happy Hour as well as some other shows we make here. Out to lunch with Peter Raschuti live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True. Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canata, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and the revolutionary new way to buy a house in New Orleans. Unlisted Nola, you can keep up with us on Facebook, you can keep up with us on Twitter, and a bunch of other time-sucking social media as well. On all of it, we're called It's New Orleans. You can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our Facebook and Google Plus pages. Those photos are taken today by the fabulous and talented... Alison Moon right over there. If you listen to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, or some other podcast app you prefer, thank you so much for subscribing to us. Take a moment to do this, would you? Rate and review us. That does help other people find us. What else could I have to tell you here, Morgan? Oh, here it is. Our show is recorded live today at Wayfair on Ferret Street, where they put fine dining into a sandwich and fine booze into a glass. And you can see Andrew Duhon playing here in the next couple of days. You can find out where at andrewduhon.com. Happy Hours, a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworlders.com. For Andrew and me, everyone sitting around the table here at Wayfair and back at the INO office, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you back here next week on Happy Hour. <laughs>